Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. It's me, your favorite blade of the Shining God, Giles Jordan Pete. Now you're probably wondering, Giles, why are you here at the Inn of the Seven Dice? Well, Michael and Wingover left quite early, and uh, I figured I would sit down and just enjoy some hot cocoa by the fire. You know, often when this freezing cold settles in, freezing the bones and flesh of all the creatures around, I like to curl up near a good fire and read one of my favorite Christmas tales. Oh, you'd like to know what that is? Of course. This is a Christmas tale, T.I. Saves Christmas. You're all probably thinking, now hold on Giles, T.I.'s a robot. <laughs> Robots can't save Christmas. That's where you're wrong. Here, let me read it to you. It's a lovely story. <clears throat> The snow fell on that fateful day. The elves in the fruitcake began losing their way. When out came a portal, opening wider and wider. Stepping through was a robot who was none the wiser. He felt pure rage on this holiday day. But a gnome and an elf were sure to show him the way. Hi, my name is Dave. I am the Dungeon Master producer of Four Orbs, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I will be playing DI425, an inevitable from the planet Mechanus. Hey there, uh, my name is Seth. I am the DM for a D&D 5th edition podcast called Cheaper by the Dungeon. Uh, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Got some musicals in there too. It's a bunch of fun. And today I am playing Coco, the Christmas elf. Coco Goodboy, at your service, master candy cane liquor extraordinaire. Ready to romance a robot. Hey, this is Jeremy, the GM over at Midnight Kingdoms. Today I will be playing... Smurpy, the cleric of Jolly. Are you operational? Yes, I am operational. We have repaired you from the Illithid attack. We are getting your coordinates ready. You are going to be sent. You are going to be sent. You are going to be sent. And a little bit of an error starts happening in this Modron as they're standing in front of you in this main hangar where you usually wake up after you've been destroyed. There's, there's a new sense of anger in T.I. from the previous attack. So he grabs this Modron that's useless and just kind of, like, grip, like, destroys the innards of it, basically. 
You just crush him and throw him. He clanks against something. And then the portal opens up behind you. I walk through. T.I., as you step through this portal... You feel a swift, cold breeze knock into you, and you fall down into a large mound of fluffy white snow. Looking around, you see large, decorated evergreen trees with garland, popcorn strings, an assortment of ornaments, and a shining star right at the top. Bluebirds are flying overhead, tweeting a song you don't recognize. And a magical energy suddenly pulses out, washing over you, and... Your sensors are detecting hints of cinnamon and nutmeg. You look down and see your short swords slowly turn into candy cane swords. Your armor, which was once the powerful studded leather that you've used many times, now becomes this silver and gold armor, and these red and green stripes are going across it. You can hear faintly over your communicator this static coming from Mechanus. And what the message should have been was, T.I., save your energy. We are going to retrieve you from the Christmas land. But instead, what T.I. hears is, Save Christmas. And the transmission cuts out. Welcome to the North Pole, TI-425. As that magical pulse washes over me, uh, TI's circuits realize that, wait a second, I shouldn't be as violent. I need to find my friends. And he that violence that he was initially programmed with, he f- combats off and is ready to help people that he needs to save. So you feel great, TI. This energy is pulsing through you. You've never probably experienced such a high level of joy you probably have it in your programming to keep that down to a a good happy minimum you know lower your expectations to a happier you right now though you feel great and looking around it seems to be just this dense forest of these decorated evergreens off to your right there is a gingerbread pathway that is lined with little gumdrops and icing sugar what is this this looks like a guide. I'll follow this road. And I follow the path. <laughs> <laughs> you start walking down this lovely gingerbread road. And walking through this area, it's truly a winter wonderland. The trees are all completely decorated. There's lights all over them. And they're illuminating your way as nighttime seems to already be descending on this land. It seems to happen quite quickly just in the middle of the day. The sounds of caroling and Christmas cheer could be heard on the winds. This gingerbread path sturdily leads you towards what you can see a large plume of smoke coming out in the distance. And roll me a perception check. Nine. All right. (laughs) Schmarpy and Coco, what are your passive perceptions? Mine is... Plus one. Yeah, mine's a 12. Okay, so not great. (laughs) Just focus on the gumdrops. Look how many there are. So Smarpy and Coco, you two are sitting behind a snow fort you had quickly made. And it's quite impressive. You are looking over the wall that you have lined with a number of snowballs. 
and you are looking at your factory that you were just working in maybe an hour ago. Everything was okay. Everything was going great. You were making iPads because that's what kids want these days is just iPads. It's a little frustrating, but you, know, you gotta do what you gotta do. All of a sudden, the fruitcakeians, these fruitcake golems that Santa had created to help out the elves because nobody was eating fruitcake, so they had to do something with the damn stuff. They all started revolting and just rising up against everyone, destroying toys and wanting to send fruitcake to everyone around the world. It was horrible. And all the elves who kept getting hit by these fruitcakeians, they started getting stupefied and just starting to destroy toys and package fruitcake. And for some reason, when it hit either of you, this Christmas magic came out of Schmarpy right from his hat and blasted over the two of you and protected you from this fruitcake mind control. And so now you two are in your snow fort, you're looking overhead, and you see just these fruitcakeians wandering around outside and going in and out of the factory. Schmarpy, what are we gonna do? Christmas is all gonna be ruined! Hello, cowboy. This, this, ah! It's a bunch of bow shirts. That's what it is. It's a bow shirt. Okay. okay, yeah, but don't need to get that negative. Those son of a benches are destroying all our iPads. Oh, I don't really care about the iPads, but I think kids need to play what? with real toys. Real toys! But the kids <laughs> want iPads. Yeah, but... It's the Christmas wish. Fine. They want iPads to get iPads. Does Smarpy want an iPad? If you want an iPad, Smarpy, I'll just make you one. I can do that. I can make my own iPad, too. No, you... How long have you been working here? I don't know, like two days. Okay, well, you're barely past the, the health and safety protocols. The what? The what? And what? <laughs> Listen, I don't hey, want women coming on me. Just be lucky I have my cussing under control. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's a serious elf offense. Yeah, that was the first thing I worked on. Well, I guess I'm going to start working on my bedroom because I think we're going to be in the snow fort a while, so I'm just going to go hollow out a section over here. All right, I'm just going to go make more snowballs because okay. we obviously don't have enough. Yeah, make a snow cannon while you're at it, too, to fire them. Oh, that's brilliant. And I go away, start digging a hole in the in the snow fort to try and make some space for me. <laughs> I'd like a bunk bed in my room, too, in case, in case I need to <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Of course, you know, just a room for friends. Yeah, well, elves kind of sleep in barracks, so I'm used to more communal living. <laughs> uh, T.I., what's your passive perception? 14. All right. <laughs> <laughs> One that's decent. <laughs> T.I., while you're walking along this road and there are tiny little bells on you that you found annoying, you kind of ripped them off because you can't really be sneaky with bells on you. And while you were doing this and disposing of the bells, you heard this uh, loud arguing from what sounded like two small creatures just off to your right. I wonder if they can help me. Maybe they can help me understand what is going on. Why are my swords red and white? And I start to approach them. You two, uh, so Coco, while you're making your sweet bunk bed, and Schmarpy, you're making snowballs and they keep getting crushed in your hands because you're not really strong <laughs> and you just keep shattering them. You two look up and you see this figure walk over and ti why don't you say what you look like and then you two could also describe your characters all right well you changed me up a little bit so i'm gonna go off that uh i am wielding from my arms two long swords uh they weren't short swords anymore 
that are candy cane striped and probably a little more blunt than sword-like. Uh, so we'll call them like mace batons, long mace pipes or something like that. Uh, I have gold and white plating as a robot, or gold and silver plating as a robot, and I have these... Well, TI normally has cable locks. They're like dreadlocks, but made of cables. But this time, they're... What's something Christmassy that's locky? Garland. Garland. This time, they're just garland strands coming (laughs) off of the head. And there are Christmas lights going all the way through his inner circuitry to light up the inside of him that was normally lit up by some sort of arcane power source. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Shmarvy, what do you look like? Well, he looks like a gnome, but... He is, instead of being like the jolly kind of rotund, he actually looks like he's kind of famished, really, really ripped, but he also still has the kind of distended belly, a weird blend of sickly skinny, but really ripped and also has a full belly. He's only wearing shorts that are vertically striped uh, with red, green, and white, and they are held up by a pair of suspenders that are um, silver tinsel braids. And along the bottom legs of his shorts, they're actually trimmed in like a metallic silver. Uh, along his ankles, you actually see um, like little leather um, like anklets with uh, bells on them. There's actually multicolored uh, tissue paper stuffed into them. Looks like trying to keep them quiet. And then he, on his head, he's wearing a golden tricorn, like metallic gold, but just like a golden color. Um, but along the edge, it is trimmed in metallic gold. And on his back, he actually has a, looks to be a large, um, you guys familiar with the those chocolate candy discs? Uh, snow caps. But basically on his back, it looks like a shield, but it looks to be made of chocolate with um, red, green, and white, um, like, sugar balls. And underneath there, he has, uh, looks to be like a candy cane, um, like a large candy cane that you can hold with two hands, but instead of um, a loop on the end, there's actually a um, candy cane uh, bow tie candy, the hard candy cane that looks like a bow tie. Hmm. It looks like a like a war hammer. Awesome. And uh, Coco. Okay, let me let me lay this down for you. Okay, Coco looks like an elf in every sense of the word. He's got the green and red outfit. He's got the curly-toed shoes. He's got the little hat with a little bell on the end. He's got the cutest button nose, the rosiest cheeks. He looks like the cutest little toddler, as all elves do, except maybe Smarfy. Um, <laughs> but, uh... Smarfy's new to the organization. He hasn't quite figured it out yet. Yeah, he's like... I've only been here for two days! Maybe more of a weather... <laughs> working on the cuteness. I was recruited! <laughs> And, uh, but other than that, he's got some nicely combed over, clean and proper blonde hair and the biggest blue eyes. And, of course, the classic little elf ears. Yeah, but he's the size of a gnome. Stereotypical. This ain't no Buddy the Elf from that movie. Uh, in terms of weapons, he's just got a little, uh, wooden, or he actually has a, the arm of, uh, a Rock'em Sock'em robot that he was working on that he uses as a short sword. So it kind of, <laughs> kind of punches. I love it. Um... He thinks of it as an extension of his fist and his fury. (laughs) But other than that, uh, he's, I guess for D&D class purposes, he's a bard because of Christmas cheer. That's good. He gets for Christmas cheer. (laughs) Don't even get him started because he'll he'll sing you a song. (laughs) So don't don't push me, guys. I won't do it. (laughs) Unless unless you beg. 
but I wouldn't. Might it might it end might. up happening? But it won't. Yeah. Oh, oh. Finish the episode. We'll yeah. see. So the three of you are staring at each other. Uh, this large robot, uh, it's probably around six feet tall, is looking down at you. Hello. Are you from here? Holy jolly! What the, what the Christmas cup of cheer is this? Christmas. That. I'm supposed to save it. What is happening? Are you Santa? I've never met him. This would explain all the new iPads. Santa. No, no, I am DI425. iPad. What's an iPad? Okay, so you're a wayward toy then, right? Wayward. I've been a wayward. <laughs> I killed someone there once. Smarpy, I don't like this man. Smarpy is just standing in there, like with a snowball half made. Like the uh, very anima- anime big eyes, where he's just like totally in love with this beautiful big giant piece of metal. Like, the adoring anime eyes. And everyone knows uh, the snow here, it actually tastes really good. Like, it has, like, a little hint of vanilla and, like, eggnog. So, I imagine, like, you guys are sitting there just, like, eating snow, staring at... (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm just thinking, like, it's half made off. I just... My mouth is half full of snow. (laughs) Yep, I just start to casually just kind of eat it like a snow cone out of my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you eating the land? It's good! It's real good! Here, have some! And I give him, I extend a hand. I will grab the snowball snow cone thing from his hand, <laughs> and then I will put it up to my mouth and realize I don't have a mouth. I have a little beam of light that goes back and forth like uh, every sci-fi <laughs> robot. <laughs> How's it taste? How do I eat it? You eat it with your tongue and your heart. <laughs> I have neither of those. Well, that's your first problem. We're going to have to figure this one out. <laughs> uh, how do I build that? They don't. He's perfect. Can you explain to me where I am? You're in the North Pole, dummy. Where's that? North. I do know directions, but where is the pole? There's not a literal pole. Jeez. Yeah, there is. It's in Santa's workshop on the floor. I saw it firsthand. Smarpy, you've been there? Yeah, that's how I got here. Oh no! Oh my god! Smarpy died! Smarpy is just what? like, you see, he has this <laughs> wicked brain freeze. This, this is what happens if you've seen the pole. You got a, you got a call on your phone and it says seven days. <laughs> and his time was up! You, uh, you two look and see that Smarpy is laying on his side, holding the bridge of his nose. And you, Coco, know that he has a brain freeze. But UTI have no idea what's going on with him. Oh my frost, oh my frost, oh my frost. Okay, um, uh, Mr. TI, do you know CPR? Or, or, uh? CPR? What is, what is that? Christmas! Paternal! Relaxation! (laughs) What is CPR? Just hug him! Give him glove! I pick up Schmarpy and hug him. Schmarpy, you feel so much better. The warmth from <laughs> his inner core, it just warms you up. Yeah, my body um, just goes limp, and I just slowly, like, turn some, like, my face goes into him. Kind of like a sleeping child, like a sleepy child, where they slowly turn into their parents' like face, and they snuggle up into their neck, and they put their arms around their, their neck. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing. And then I'm going, breathing in, and going, <laughs> You smell like Christmas. How long do I hug him? 
Tilly feels all warm and fuzzy inside. That's what my parents did for me. You're a perfect motherly figure. It's working real well. Look. Never let me go. I'm in heaven. This is my Christmas. This is my Christmas wish. <laughs> okay, I think he's about done. I think you should put him down. <laughs> I think this Christmas ham's just about cooked. <laughs> this is getting real weird. This is getting real weird, real fast. <laughs> and I, I, I drop him to the ground. <laughs> you fall, and uh, it doesn't hurt, Smarty, because you're in the North Pole. You just fall into some fluffy snow. And just as that happens, you all hear the sound of. Uh, like a, a trolley being pulled out, like a, and they have a bunch of broken toys on it coming out of this side-loading bay of this gingerbread factory, and they dump all these broken toys into the ground, and they're hauling in more fruitcake. Oh no, broken Modrons. Get down, get down! Can't be seen! I immediately go prone into the fluffy snow. Just the snow just puffs <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, I l- If I can't see them, they can't see me, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Christmas is doomed. <laughs> <laughs> so, T.I., I assume you were sent here by someone to help us, right? Yes, Mechanus sent me here. <laughs> Elon Musk? Mechanus, the planet. I guess he changed his name. Um, anyways, let me catch you up. <laughs> we got fruitcakes, real bad ones. Uh, they're kind of fruitcake columns and they're crashing our toy factory. And all the toys are going to be broken and we won't get any for the kids for Christmas. I know what fruit is. I know what cake is. And I also know what golems are. Okay, I'm getting that you... you you're getting about 60% of what I'm saying, buddy. You gotta listen. I don't need to know what you know. You need to figure <laughs> out what I know. Okay? Coco, Coco. Coco. General Coco, what? Coco, Coco. <laughs> Smart is just like, Putting his hands kind of on your shoulders, kind of the gentle, like, kind of petting. He's like, it's okay. Okay. Christmas is safe. Okay. Okay. Big, big breaths. Through the nose. <gasps> out through the mouse. <laughs> Count to three. <laughs> One. Two. Three. So you say the golems are the problem for Christmas. Don't talk to me. I'm in its end state. <laughs> Okay. I haven't had my eggnog today. I'm just, I'm just living on the snow alone, man. Oh, shit, here. It's like being out at sea. You don't eat the snow. You don't eat the snow in the sea. It's, it drives you crazy. Uh, why didn't you tell me you're out of nog? I know what egg is, but I don't know what nog is. Dude, you need to know the nog. You haven't lived till you've experienced <laughs> the nog. I pull out a little flask of nog that I have on me at all times. But it's, <laughs> it's more um, rum than it is nog. I hand it to Coco. Uh, uh, why didn't you tell me you're out? Yeah. Jeez, I wonder why you're so cranky. <laughs> I raise it above my head and I just hold my mouth open and I just pour it in my mouth. It kind of goes everywhere. And I'm just like, <laughs> a nog. Sweet nog. <laughs> oh, okay. You feel so empowered. You feel so courageous that... The Christmas cheer is just pouring through <laughs> you right now. You see that uh, Coco's hat, like the little bell, is like lifting into the air. This energy is like just building around him. Okay. Uh... Holy shit! I never felt such strength! While you're feeling this strength, you look over and these golems are dumping a bunch of the Rock'em Sock'em robots you were working on that you told 
the foreman that you need to make these because kids still love them. And he was like, we should make more iPads. And you said, no, we're going to make these because these are amazing and kids love them. And you see them being dumped onto this pile of broken toys. My emotions are flaring wildly. I can't make sound judgment, but I'll go along with whatever this robot man I met just wants. Point me at something. I am your tool. I am your weapon. <laughs> First, let's start with pleasantries. That's what my friends taught me. I am T.I. I hear Coco and Schmarpy. Coco, minister of Christmas rage at your service. Hey, <laughs> Schmarpy, cleric of the jolly. All right. Well, it sounds like these fruitcake golems need to be destroyed. I'm here to save Christmas. Let's destroy some fruitcake golems. Yeah. And then some Christmas rock music starts playing. (laughs) (laughs) The three heroes Christmas never knew they needed. (laughs) You're all just like grabbing your weapons. It's like zooming in on you, like grabbing a weapon, picking it up, holding it tight. Um, without any subtlety, because I'm not sure that subtlety is required, I start to approach the toy factory. <laughs> Love it. Are you two with him? Oh, I'm going to try to climb up on um, on his shoulder if he lets me. I climb up on, on the other shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> sure, y'all climb up to beat my pulse. <laughs> we fight as one. Are you considered large? <laughs> um, Not quite. All right, medium size but large <laughs> in the terms of you're still you're still a little under. You're like a half work or whatever. It doesn't work because you are three people, <laughs> just <laughs> on one area. So as you come up to this toy factory, it's quite large. It's constructed of what appears to be gingerbread and icing sugar. This large factory has multiple loading bay entrances and a large set of double doors leading to the front. You see, there is a few beings made out of fruitcake that are standing guard at the door. They look like large cubes with rectangle arms and legs, and they walk a little awkwardly. They have small little raisin eyes and peanut brittle teeth. And while they're walking, it's like... It doesn't seem like they actually have a language, at least not one that you can understand. And uh, there's a large pile of broken toys near one of these loading bays, and uh, one of the loading bay doors looks like it's slightly open. These cube things... Is it... Gelatinous? No, no, they look uh they look pretty uh solid and disgusting. Okay. Um are they brown with different colors linked throughout them? Yeah, yeah they are. Oh, what is that? Is that the fruitcake golem? That's hell itself. <laughs> <laughs> they come from the south pole. <laughs> <laughs> is that the fruitcake golems? Yes, yes, those are the ones. All right, let's destroy. Aim, point me, pick, pick one. Um, I go prone without realizing they're still on my shoulders, so they kind of ah! fall off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I go to reach for my heavy crossbow on my back, but then I realize that it's not a heavy crossbow anymore. It is a potato gun, but for snowballs. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, and then I prepare... To shoot them. Roll to hit that thing. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Zephyr Strike on myself. (laughs) Okay. 
which gives me advantage on the attack, but also adds 1d8 of force damage. Oh my god, okay, yeah. And then, assuming that nothing happens during these first six seconds, I then go to the next round and cast another bonus action of planar weapon with my ranger feet. Oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Why are you glowing? (laughs) (laughs) Then I go to attack with my sharpshooter feet. Oh, Jesus. While this is happening... (laughs) T.I. is, like, lit up literally like a Christmas tree. Like, these Christmas lights in him are just blindingly bright. They were solid lights, but now they're just doing all the different patterns of blinking that she could put in. Yeah. And these two golems look over, and they're just, like, watching T.I. And they're like... And uh, while T.I.'s running his bow. And go ahead and roll the hit. That is a 17. That hits. Roll that damage. <laughs> oh, holy night, this is going to be bad. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be a D10 plus 14, and then 2D6 for sneak attack. Oh, my God, I maxed, di- I maxed dice on the first three. Oh, no. <laughs> and then 2D8 for the planar weapon and um, Zephyr Strike. So that would be 29 plus 14... 33, but it's also an automatic crit because of assassin stuff, so I don't know what your crit rolls are, Luke. Uh, here's just what happens. <laughs> so, from your perspective, you see these two are just standing outside, and they look like guards. But from these Fruitcakeians' perspectives, they're looking at each other, and little subtitles are appearing <laughs> for them. And the one says, you've always been my best friend, and I've always loved spending time with you. And I just wanted to bring you out here and tell you, I will stand by your side no matter what. And the other one says, thank you. I've always loved you. And you just explode <laughs> both of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>! Everywhere. <laughs> Marzipan just splats out. <laughs> so yeah, that's the overpowered oh, TI. <laughs> <laughs> the blinking lights start to fade a little bit. What happens is, so this explosion happens of fruitcake, it splatters all over the two main doors. A bunch of the fruitcakeians come out, and they look down, and you guys once more hear their unintelligible grunts, but the subtitles say, No! Why? <laughs> they were so young! What, what monster could have done this? They simply came out here to confess their love to one another. We all knew. We helped them plan the moment. Who could have done this? They look over. The three of you. It's them. Those monsters. And you see hordes of of these fruitcake people pouring out of this factory. You count at least 40 of these fruitcakeians. And they're all just like charging awkwardly at you, and they have really Aww. stubby legs, so they're having a hard time with the snow. Bad. And it's adorable. <laughs> and to to all of you, you're like, oh no, it's the fruitcake guys. Oh, that's kind of cute. But to them, their subtitles are saying, for honor, for love, for our fallen comrades. <laughs> Alright, so there is a passive thing that happens with Zephyr Strike where I get an additional 30 feet of oh, movement Jesus. speed for a round. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to pick up Sharpie and Coco and be like, oh no, too many, too many, and put them on my shoulder and then gonna run to the other side of the toy factory to see if we can find a way in. 
Okay, so I want everyone to roll me initiative right now. <laughs> the whole time Coco's just laughing. Oh, yeah. I'm laughing too. <laughs> Smartbee is kind of doing like the um, the pig from the um, Geico commercial. I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> Picking out the car with the pinwheel. <laughs> yeah. Ti got a seven. Coco got a nineteen. Smartbee got an eight. So what we are entering is um, something I actually took from Dave's thing uh, for orbs. We're entering a horde fight. Yes. Ooh. So you have 40 of these fruitcakeians all coming after you, awkwardly and slowly. Uh, their squishy, fresh bodies are, uh, they seem to be very easy to explode. So what this is, is that uh, there's going to be, obviously there's a massive amount of creatures, but they're all very weak. When it comes to each of your turns, uh, let's say you do an attack. So each of these creatures, they have five hit points. So if you do an attack that does, like, 17 damage, you would take out three, three of these creatures. So you'd be like, you know, like you're bashing them with your rock and sock and robot arm or anything like that, and, like, you're just messing them up. We're going to go through and, like, the fight will change as you keep destroying more and more of these creatures. But uh, that will be how the combat's going to go. So basically you have to try to fight your way through this horde. We're going to start off with Coco. So T.I. is just legging it. He's trying to go around these creatures. You see there's just too many for T.I. to get around at the time. There are so many of these fruitcakeians. What do you do, Coco? I'm a bard and I don't have... I didn't come prepared! (laughs) (laughs) But I can do something. T.I. Become a murderer! (laughs) And I I, I touch T.I. and I cast invisibility. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so T.I. disappears and you two are now floating <laughs> in the air with my bonus action I'm gonna give a bardic inspiration to Smarpy Great. nice so you feel this Christmas cheer just flow into you Smarpy and you feel even stronger you feel even more jolly we go to these creatures turns as they start descending upon you uh, what's everyone's AC 16 14 for me. 16. Okay, well, okay. Clearly, cl- clearly <laughs> I didn't come prepared. Well, you're up, you're up hard. <laughs> <laughs> so these creatures all come waddling through the snow, and it's it's adorable, and like they're all charging at you. Then in their viewpoint, it's like, quick battle formations, we are facing enemies with magics. <laughs> and then it goes back to you guys, they're just like, and a few of them are just like toppling into each other and knocking down into the ground and they're struggling to get up. <laughs> <laughs> we go from uh, Coco to these creatures and they start attacking. So they're kind of like surrounding you uh, just on one side. A bunch of them are coming up. They don't see T.I. so they're all just swinging for Coco and Schmarpy. These creatures just start running up and Schmarpy, you take eight points of damage as... Two of these fruitcake fists hit you, and you take eight points of fruitcake damage. It tastes disgusting. You feel it. It's just all over you. And you feel like somebody is giving you a gift you just don't want. Ah, you son of a benches! Coco, you take two points of damage. As these two fists, they uh, they come near you, and your little uh, curled toe shoes, 
they tickle them while they're trying to come up near you, and they, it throws them off while they're trying to hit you, and it just grazes. I'm dying! <laughs> Stay with me, Coco! Stay with me! Oh, I'll try! Smarties, here you go. So, <clears throat> how close are they? We're, like, we're surrounded? There's a whole bunch of them just, like, on your right side. So, like, technically, you could run away with an attack of opportunity. I am going to do... It's Radiance of Dawn. Hey, you know what? Uh, Radiance of Dawn. As an action, you present your holy symbol, and any magical darkness within 30 feet of you is dispelled, which isn't what I was really... What I like is each hostile creature within 30 feet of you must make a con saving throw. A creature takes radiant damage equal to... Two D10 plus your cleric level on a failed saving throw. Half as much on a successful one. That is like the perfect spell for this situation. <laughs> well, because they're all to my right. It's, it's a 30 foot circle. <laughs> You'll get them. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to run deeper into them. Because I've got like this, uh, all these guys like with uh, Coco and all the shit that uh, T.I. just did. I kind of get in the, you know, the, the battle fever here, so... Uh, Smarty's gonna rip off his shield and grab his uh, candy cane warhammer, and he's gonna run deeper into the uh, the mass. Am I gonna take an attack of opportunity for that? Yeah, you're gonna get a couple. Wow. Uh-uh. So here's what happens, Smarty. You jump off and you start running <laughs> on their heads. Yeah. Because they're cubes, so it's pretty easy. It's basically like that Ultimate Ninja Warrior thing. So you're you're jumping on there. The crowds are cheering. You know you're you're trying to get money for back at home. <laughs> These things start swinging, but they can't aim up very well, and they just start destroying one another. <laughs> like they're, they're knocking the block off. <laughs> At least four of these creatures just like topple over, destroyed from their misfires. And speed of twenty five got um. 30 foot radius, so here we go. So I got a 7. Does that do it? Um, no. <laughs> 11 radiant damage. So I go running into the middle, um, and on top of them, like you were saying, as they smash into each other. But when I kind of get to my 25 feet with uh, the hand that has the warhammer, I grab the uh, hat that is on my head, the golden hat, and I, like, I look up at the sky with the hat in my hand and go, by the power of Dali. Oh, damn it. Totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> I want that to be what Charmy says. <laughs> and that will be canon. Like, <laughs> so he hold up the hat. I do that. I go like, just be gone with you. Hoko covers his <laughs> mouth gasping. That is definitely a Smarpy thing. Right when Smarpy says... Uh, yeah, there's like a sound of jingle bells like it just like blocks it out <laughs> <laughs> and this radiance blasts out and it, you just see all these fruit cakings just be ripped up to shreds and there, there are none left but suddenly the door to this warehouse gets blown open and you see a bunch of fruit cakings have used marzipan to fuse together to create a fruitcake mech. And it starts marching towards you awkwardly, really off balance, because it is just a bunch of people who put themselves together. Oh, shirt off. We go to T.I. When the fruitcake mech appears, I say, Oh, holy night. 
and I <laughs> I will <laughs> I guess I'm gonna shoot the crossbow at it again one shot one shot yeah you're invisible I mean it won't be that strong of a shot this time but it was still I'm invisible though still yeah. right so I will get advantage so that'll still get me sneak attack here's the attack 19 that hits why did you give me this character, Lucas? Because it's supposed to be ridiculous <laughs> that you're here. <laughs> like, everyone else is level four, and you're just going through your blood. <laughs> I love it. 30 damage with the snowball launcher. So this double hits, and, like, uh, his arm, which was a couple fruitcake, and it just gets blown apart. And you hear, oh, no, oh. No, because he's now off balance, so he's holding himself up with his arm while trying to make his way towards you. And it goes to Coco. All right. I am going to step up and walk towards <laughs> the mech. I tighten my hat on my head. I pull up my stockings. And I say, you know what hurts more than sticks and stones? Vicious mockery, baby. <laughs> <laughs> And I look at him and I'm like, I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice. I hope your flesh melts and you turn into ice. And and <laughs> and uh, I cast vicious mockery and I'm gonna try and hit him. Oh my god, <laughs> Seth! You need to beat my bard for my. <laughs> Nat twenty! Nat twenty! Nat twenty! Not joking! <laughs> oh. oh my god! Only cowboy intense. I stand before this behemoth. And I insult it. (laughs) (laughs) Your insult rocks it to the core. And you see it. It just kind of sits down. (laughs) I was just saying, it looks sad and dejected. It looks sad. It it took a lot of damage. I turn to the guys and I'm like, okay, I actually, okay, I feel bad now. Oh no, you hurt its feelings. I learned about feelings from my previous friends. It's like kicking the snow. Just like, you know, it shrugs its one remaining shoulder like, whatever. <laughs> like, oh, no. I don't want to fight. Coco, what did that not do you? I don't know. I've never had this reaction before, but dang, I, um, hey, hey. You're making spirits. Dim. Oh no, no. I'm supposed to be cheery. What did I do? I let the dog get to me. I walk up to the behemoth and I put my hand on its foot, which is probably the foot of another kick. <laughs> yeah, Small definitely. One. It is just a bunch of people put together. There's a bunch of feet here. <laughs> I just touch one. Of them. Yeah. Hey, hey, buddy. You doing okay? okay? Listen, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. It was. I was heated. It just kind of like, it looks at you like, but you said it, you know? It's just, it's looking at you with those eyes. Little subtitle box. Listen, I pray that Chris Kringles forgives me because that was so not cool. Like, literally, I know fights get, that was below the belt. I admit that. I take my. Yeah, I know. But it, it, I, how about you take one shot at me? Fair is fair. Say something. Mm. Mm. He tries to stand up, and then he falls back, because he's off balance. 
And it's just like he gets angry again. It just like hits the ground. It just he lays down on his side and he's like facing away from you. I turn to Ti and I'm like, may need another case of CPR. To fix this one. <laughs> <laughs> I go up to the fruitcake mac and I embrace it <laughs> by just putting myself against the side of it because it's too big to embrace. <laughs> what about uh, you, Smurfy, and you, Coco? I join at the end of T.I.'s hand, like where it's holding on, and I grab his hand and I extend it. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> so, yep. I, I, I joined the, uh, the circle. Like the cutout paper people, you know? Yep. You all go around this this damaged fruitcake goal and it had its feelings hurt. And this Christmas magic washes over you. And suddenly you can understand what this golem's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say, do you hear what I hear? I didn't. I didn't even really want to fight. It's just, you know, like everyone just always says how much fruitcake sucks. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it hurts a lot. It kind of made me lash out. But it kind of does, though. I, I, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wreck Christmas. So uh, this fruitcake golem, it kind of like it sits up and puts you guys down in front of it. I don't really want to wreck Christmas. Mm. All right, it's all it's all because of uh, what the master fruitcake wants to do, and we all just decided to follow him because we don't really we don't really know any better. I mean, I've been alive for a week. You know? Well, it doesn't get easier from here, buddy. Who is the master fruitcake? Where can we find him? It was uh, the first fruitcake golem that was made by by Santa. And he he gave him powers to talk to all the fruitcake golems to help lead them. But then he started getting angry because he kept hearing everyone say how much fruitcake sucks. And then, because he heard it, we all heard it. And everyone just started getting real upset. And we weren't feeling jolly. And everyone just kept saying naughty things about us, but they stayed on the nice list. And then when we stood up, we were on the naughty list and it wasn't fair. That doesn't sound very Christmas-like. I just want to talk to Santa and, and see why this is happening. He's up on that hill in his house and the Master Fruit Cakeian went there. Maybe that is what I need to do to save Christmas. To kill the Master Fruit Cake. Cake <laughs> Well, maybe you just just talk to him. Maybe he just needs a big Christmas hug. That worked this time. Yeah, it just worked now. I know something that could help you guys. And the the fruitcake golem gets up, and he goes around the corner of the building and comes back, leading a sleigh of eight dragon deer. (gasps) And (laughs) there's a large bag on the back of this sleigh. Maybe you could take this up to, to Santa's house real quick. Get there faster than having to go through the, the candy cane forest. Sounds good to me. No, Coco, we don't have time to stop to the candy cane forest. I know you like to lick every <laughs> damn candy cane. do that tomorrow. Mm, that's tough. <laughs> Coco. That's fine. Yes, okay. Okay, I, I, okay, 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 okay. I'm doing it. I'm getting in. But I'm not driving because I've had way too much nog, okay? Okay, fine. I'll give it a try. Alright, so Schmarpy's gonna drive? <laughs> okay, the power's been given to, to the most dangerous gnome. <laughs> yeah. 
Smarpy, uh, make me a handle animal. <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's not horrible. Smarpy gets eaten. <laughs> I say it's not horrible. They are dragon deer. Thirteen. So you all get into this sleigh, and you start going away, and you feel the Christmas cheer from talking to the fruitcake golem, and from all of you guys having just such a good hug, you all start floating through the air, powering up this sleigh. You see that uh, is actually able to direct the dragon deer towards Santa's house you see out in the distance on a hill. But then you see something behind you. Looking behind you, you see three, we can only be described as fruitcake fighter jets start powering up and chasing you. Oh, no. And the dragon deer see this too, and they're, they're skittish. They're trying to move forward. We're entering a skill challenge. Yes! <sighs> Ooh. Alright, so this skill challenge, it's got three tiers. So the first one is DC 12. Uh, Seth, have you done skill challenge before? Uh, no, actually. So... What it does is uh, basically it it opens up a lot of creativity for the player. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I'll present you this situation. Like, for instance, these fighter jets are now chasing your Santa Claus sleigh. Classic D&D <laughs> example. And you are... Uh, you have to come up with creative ways to either, like, you know, help your team move forward, like, move the sleigh faster, or uh, attack the fighter jets. And uh, there's always a set DC for each thing. So the first DC is 12. So anything you try to do at all, you could be as crazy as you want, and it'll always be DC 12. But as a team, you need to get two successes for this one before you get two failures. If you get two failures, something real bad's going to happen. But if you get two successes, then you move on to, like, the next tier, which is a DC 13. It's the same for that, and then the next one's DC 14. So this kind of, like, progresses the story based on your successes and failures. Okay, I like it. And it lets you just kind of do whatever crazy stuff you guys want to do. And the fun thing about this skill challenge is, in the back of the sleigh, you have Santa's magic bag. So you could pull out whatever you need from this bag to help you guys move forward. Hmm. Okay. We will start off with... Just go with the same initiative, Coco. So I see these jets coming. <laughs> and uh, uh, I hear the roaring of their engines, I suppose. Uh, and I'm going to jump into the back. I'm going to dig my hand into the bag. Is there fruitcake in here? You pull out some fruitcake. And I'm like, perfect. And I raise it up and I'm like, hey, we're just delivering this. It's all cool with you guys. <laughs> Make a deception check. That's an eight. Don't put it back in the bag. So you <laughs> and I'm like, no, and I sit down. <laughs> you hold the fruitcake. And while you're trying to put it back in the bag, like, oh, they're not believing it. You break it in half. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. And it's... And I eat it. I, is that offensive? Is it offensive to eat? I know they said everybody hates me. I think, no, that they want... Yeah, they want people to eat the same mm. thing. So, okay, well, now I have a newfound hatred for these things. <laughs> That's a little weird, guys. Yeah, it, it was disgusting when you made it. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. Uh, so we have one failure so far, and we go to Schmarpy. Schmarpy, you are driving these deer. So we haven't been attacked yet. No, but they are coming hot in your tail, and they seem to be aggressive. My thought is to easily grab like a tinsel and then use it as um, layers if they shoot like missiles at us. I guess that's preparing an action. Okay, sure. 
Yeah, why don't you go... What do you think you would roll for that? Would that be like a range to like throw the tinsel? Or do you want something else to use? A deception to like make them go after it instead? Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah I would think more of deception. Okay. A two. So you throw this tinsel and it goes back and it just covers T.I. <laughs> and Coco. Because the wind's whipping. It's <laughs> like... You keep pulling tinsel out. <laughs> you keep pour- throwing more back, and the two of you are getting fair, coated fair, in it. Fair, <laughs> fair, fair. And then this giant glob of fruitcake is fired from one of the fighter jets, and it slams into the crate, and uh, the whole side of the sleigh gets ripped off. And so now you all are like 70, 80 feet in the air. Half the sleigh is gone. You're now, like, kind of careening a bit to the side. It's not balanced anymore. Now the DC is up to 13, as things are not looking good, and you're losing altitude. Okay, then why didn't the flavors work? T.I., what are you going to do? I'm going to reach into Santa's bag, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pull out, like, little classic wooden blocks that would be... You know, the classic toy for little baby toddler kids. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going to start, like, throwing them at the jets, trying to throw them <laughs> off of uh, their trajectory. And I will use my sleight of hand to perform this. <laughs> okay, sure. It's a critical. All right. So you are whipping <laughs> these children's wooden blocks. And as someone who's been hit by one, I can tell you that they hurt. <laughs> so you are hurling them and you're bouncing them off. And at first you weren't really doing anything. And then you kind of do that baseball lineup and you whip it and it slams right into one of the fruit cakeians who's driving one of these fighter jets. And they're just like now driving incredibly erratically and they're getting in the way of their teammates. And we go back to Coco. I'm going to reach in the bag, put a deck of many things. I'm going to throw it over. And then I'm going to reach in again. I'm like, that was good. It's just explosions and everything are happening on the ground. Mm, nope, nope. And I'm throwing stuff out. I'm like, don't want that. Nope, can't use that. And, uh, oh, and I put on these glasses and I take out uh, a bottle and it says, oh, enzyme inhibitors. Oh, of course. Slow enzyme driven spoilage that reacts to food. Of course, the sulfites inhibit the enzymatic degradation and reactions in fruits such as raisins and dried apricots. How the hell did Santa know? (laughs) Of course he has enzyme inhibitors which make food spoil very fast, specifically fruitcake. Wow. (laughs) They look terrified. (laughs) They're hearing your whole explanation while they're flying. Um, guess I'll open it. I start, like, twisting it slowly. Can I intimidate them? (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) Okay, that's an 18. <laughs> so, two of these jets are like, no, 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 no. And they just <laughs> both peel off, and you see them just sail away. But one of them, this fruitcake, and he's got a scar across one of his raisin eyes. A <laughs> yeah, he, he's got this, uh, this knife that's made out of peanut brittle, and he's just holding it between his peanut brittle teeth. It's really <laughs> fucked up. And, He's just holding on to the the steering wheel of this fighter jet. He doesn't need the knife, but he has it. And he has this this ribbon headband that's just flapping in the wind and narrows his eyes. And uh, we are now up to DC-14. So right now, you need one success 
or one failure in order to succeed the skill challenge or fail it. And it's all on you, Sharpie. Of course. Uh. Oh god, I wish I would have come up with this idea. I just had. <laughs> can I give it to Sharpie? <laughs> you could show yeah, something, Sharpie. <laughs> He's got a scar on one eye, so shoot out his other eye. <laughs> <laughs> a fate worse than death. <gasps> You'll shoot your eye. <laughs> An eye for yes. an eye. Yes. Uh. All right. <laughs> Yep, no, I'm just saying. What's the name of that gun? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. It's a, it's, I'm, was it a yeah, Red Ryder? Yep. Just Googling this. <laughs> Have a leg lamp while you're in there. <laughs> Take out his other eye. When Smarpy hears T.I. say that, he's going to reach into the uh, Santa's bag. He's going to think to himself, Daisy model 1938 Red Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to pull out the BB gun. And he's going to get, like, just this grin on his face. So you pull it out, and it's actually even still in the box. Like, this is the good stuff. Yeah, and I'm not going to oh, even man. take it out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So it's yep. in this box. I don't have time to take it out of the box. Are you kidding me? Have you ever tried to take toys out of boxes nowadays? Well, this is, <laughs> you know, uh, a time where it was a little easier to take toys out of a box. Especially uh, guns. Gun-related toys. Very easy back Very to take out of boxes like kids could have them. How boxed is it? Is it like the clear plastic? Uh, it's just like you, you could open it up and pull it right out. Yeah, I'm just going to like tear into it like a two, like a four-year-old. I don't give a crap about the box. They're just going to like just... It's Christmas. Punch my hand through the plastic <laughs> and rip her out. Yeah, you pull out this neon pink gun. You're holding on to <laughs> it. Did it turn neon pink? I got okay. this Google image up. <laughs> It says Daisy Red Rider, 1938 BB gun, and it shows this just neon pink uh, one. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. I'm gonna line her up. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Natural one. Oh my you god. Did shoot your eye out? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> you aim this gun, and you click it, and it doesn't work. So you look yep. down the barrel to see if it's jammed. <laughs> Smarpy would definitely do that. And then the drag and dragon deer hit this up current, pull you up, suddenly jerks you. You pull the trigger, and it hits you in the eye. You're not like oh, permanently damn. blind, but boy, does it smarts. <laughs> and you can't see out of that eye the rest of the adventure. <laughs> I meant, I meant his eye, not yours. Mother. And no one is driving the cart at the moment. So (laughs) as you all look at the front and the dragon deer are panicking, one of them manages to decouple the rest of them off of the sleigh to avoid smashing into what you soon see to be Santa's house. (laughs) As your sleigh begins to rapidly descend and the dragon deer get away to safety, you see this small house sitting on the hill rapidly approaching. It's a, a house with red and white bricks in it. It's got silver and gold trim, a cute little chimney sitting on the top, white fluffy smoke, and the smell of cookies and eggnog fill your nose and your hearts. Even those of you who don't have them, you still somehow (laughs) smell it and feel it. This Christmas cheer is thick in the air, and everything feels great until you smash the side (laughs) of Santa's house. And the fighter jet pulls away because it's like, uh-uh, <laughs> no way. 
Looking inside this house, you see a large figure wearing a misshapen Santa outfit with a lopsided hat. They're wielding a candy cane spear and walking in a slow circle. This figure's made out of fruitcake. They're more well put together than the rest of them, looking more humanoid than anything. It has two red cherry eyes, and its teeth are little sharpened candy canes. Looking over to the other side, these two people circling one another, you see a well-fitted red suit and hat. This person, with their purple-grayish skin and long tentacles hanging from their face, is the illithid you all know to be Santa Claus. And the illithid looks over at the three of you and gives you all a little wink. You just feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Bardic inspiration. (laughs) Yeah, you all get inspiration. That's true. Why not? Because Christmas. (laughs) All of you see there's this strange little circle that's around them when you try to push through it, and it's sealed. And this master fruitcake in goes, Ah, 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 ah. You'll never get through the circle that I put up. The circle of grinchiness. (gasps) (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) I know, I was trying to think how smart you would explain it. They're just stunned looking at it, and you're like, what's going on? <laughs> and Santa, he's he's wielding this uh, candy cane staff with little bells at the end of it. And you can hear echoing through your mind as a lithid j- tend to speak through <laughs> telepathy. <laughs> Don't worry, children. I'll take care of this person. All I need is some of your Christmas spirit to help me defeat this Grinch. Now, I have to ask each of you, what would your character do? And this is going to be a little bit tougher for T.I. <laughs> but literally in my personality traits, it says I am a calculator. <laughs> yeah. It's probably going to be pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. How would you help from the bottom of your hearts to give some Christmas spirit to Santa? Is dedicating my life to him up to this point not enough? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not, no. <laughs> Oh, I got it. So I have an ability that you gave me as an inevitable called Life Drain. <laughs> instead of instead of draining the life from a target, I'm going to drain my life to him. <laughs> Wait, you're going to send your life to Santa Claus? I'm going to send my <laughs> essence of life, a li- like a little bit of it, to Santa Claus to save Christmas, as that is my mission. That's brilliant. I f- that perfect. <laughs> <laughs> <A little> too <laughs> literal. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys start watching as these Christmas lights light up in Ti and uh, Ti. What does this look like? Um. So there's cables that come out of my arms usually for this. So we'll say they kind of it's Christmas lights. The Christmas lights inside of me stretch out. And as everyone knows, you can connect as many of them as you want. Yeah, and no then, you know there's a surge there's a there's a power surge that kind of happens so the christmas lights just kind of slither out of me over to santa claus <laughs> and touch him and empower him with my energy and these are definitely those 1980s christmas lights yeah, just of course no restrictions <laughs> like, of course so i guess i will just do damage to myself for the life drain to give to him okay it's going to be nine damage to myself. All right. And Santa Claus starts glowing. This golden light <laughs> is around him. 
Thank you, TI-425. I am saving Christmas. And what a perfect job you're doing. What do you two do? And you don't have to literally start throwing your blood at Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but I have the knife right here. I thought, okay, I'll put it down. I am going to cast Fairy Light at the Kikian Master. Okay. And what do these fairy lights look like when Schmarpy does this? So these fairy lights, it's funny because even in description it says blue and green. So what? It's going to be going to be outlined um, in green fire with twinkling red and white snowflakes. If you look really close. Beautiful. And Santa looks to be getting even stronger now. I wouldn't be humming um, jingle bells as I do it. Once he gets through one pass of jingle bells, I will recognize that I can also sing it because it's on a loop. So I go. (laughs) (laughs) Completely monotone. No, the cadence. (laughs) You feel this in you, Coco. They're singing a Christmas carol. Oh, my. My leg, it, it just starts tapping. My foot starts tapping uncontrollably. And my fingers start snapping. And I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh, whoa. Whoa. We're getting this song out of it. Come on. Come on, Coco, do it. Dashing through the snow. I want horse open way. On the field we go. And then all the way. Bells are bobtail Make his spirits cry. What fun it is to laugh and say a slaying song tonight. Oh my gosh. And this energy just blasts out. And you see Santa Claus is now floating in the air. His tentacles are raised up. His long grayish purplish hands reach out. And he gives the master fruit cakey in a hug. <laughs> he looks confused. He's he's angry, but he's he can't move. I, I'm just so mad <laughs> all the time. I hear everyone just talking smack about my fruitcake. <laughs> and Santa, you could hear his voice echoing through your mind space. Oh, I know, and I'm sorry you've had to live that. Don't worry. From here on out, we shall make it decreed, and we shall use Christmas magic to make fruit cake actually taste good. <laughs> <laughs> this tear forms at the corner of his eye, and it goes down. And right when it hits the ground, this wave of Christmas magic fires out. Your memory, Coco, you remember tasting the fruitcake and how disgusting it was, and suddenly it wasn't disgusting. It actually tasted pretty good. It's, it was magical. Oh, oh no, and, you grew up. And everyone <laughs> everyone realizes that fruitcake no longer tastes like what it tastes like on Earth because it's revolting. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like something that everyone would consider good, which I'll leave that up to your beautiful imagination. And as this happens, Santa lets go of Master Fruitcakeian, who 
looks down at his candy cane spear and drops it. Maybe. Maybe I was I was wrong to attack all the elves and destroy the toys, but what can we do? Christmas. How can we save Christmas if all the toys are destroyed? And finally, T.I., your sensors start picking up again. A portal starts opening up behind you. A portal back to Mechanus, where you see a massive amount of Modrons are looking through to see what's happening. Ah, I know what to do. We'll have my friends, or my creators, create the toys for you. Modrons! (laughs) A bunch of these Modrons come out and they're like, Create toys? But why? You have 24 hours before Santa has to leave. Create toys to populate the entire world that we are currently in. And their eyes light up at the mention of a deadline. <laughs> <laughs> Pure joy goes right through them. And they're like, deadlines, deadlines! And you see just armies of Modrons coming through this portal. <laughs> And Santa gives you a knowing wink, T.I. And as these toys are being constructed by this army of Modrons, Santa kneels down, beside, first beside you, Coco. Coco, you have been such a help this Christmas season. And I know you did not enjoy your iPad work. <laughs> no, I, li- I liked it. I mean, uh, not really, but I'll do it for you, Santa. What I'm going to do for you, Coco, champion of Christmas, <gasps> is I name you Master Candy Cane Liquor. Oh my sugar plums! That's <gasps> just what I wanted for Christmas! And you see the honorary sash that all Master Candy Cane Liquors get suddenly appears around Whoa. you. Whoa! Let me try it out. I lick something close to me. Tastes good. Mm. Tastes damn good. <laughs> damn good. I mean, oh. <laughs> so I'm just going to continue licking things. <laughs> All right. I'll, uh, T.I. like unsheaths his candy cane sword and puts it in front of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm going to offer you my shield. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, that bites my magic tongue. You're a licker, not a bear. <laughs> Using this magic tongue, I can now detect. But everything is just by licking it. It's it's not the most useful power. <laughs> Damn, it isn't useful sometimes. Hey, but you're the master licker. Santa kneels down by you, Schmarpy. Schmarpy, you've only been here for two days, yet you've become such a wonderful elf. What is it that I could do for you? Did you want this? And from behind his back, he pulls out an iPad. And you see written along the top of it in gold lettering, it says Schmarpy. <laughs> A single tear comes down my eye. 
This iPad is special, Schmarpy. It'll always update to the latest version, so you don't have to waste hundreds of dollars on pointless updates. <laughs> I don't know what's better, the iPad itself or that ability. <laughs> so much. He pats you on the shoulder and smiles. Although you don't know how you can tell he's smiling, because he just has a bunch of tentacles on his face. But, you know, in your heart of hearts. <laughs> I'm going to grab one of his tentacles and, like, dab my eye with it. Dab my tears. All right. <laughs> he lets you. It's okay. And he gets up. His knees crack. Because, goddamn, that's tough. He's crushed for two people. <laughs> and he stands up uh, in front of you, T.I. T.I., I can feel it within you that what you're really looking for is friendship, isn't it? Yes, that is my personal goal. But my main goal is to kill someone. <laughs> I know. Your kind often have a very strict, <laughs> sometimes not great set of morals they have to follow. But I'm going to do something for you, T.I. Something that you deserve. He puts his hands on your shoulders, and you feel this magic coursing through your circuitry. You can see what's happening as you're doing a diagnostic while he's doing this. From here on out, T.I., you will never forget your friends. And you remembered all your past <gasps> friends. It all comes flooding back to you. T.I., you will always remember friendship. What is this that I feel? Is this a heart? That's right, T.I., you will always know your friends, and they will always be there in your heart. Thank you, Santa. That is a Christmas miracle. Thank you three. It is thanks to you that we have Christmas. Now it looks like I have to fix a sleigh. So, if you'll excuse me. Sorry about that. Oh, that's alright. As the three of you are standing there with your newfound gifts and Christmas cheer is positively overflowing and the three of you you look out and you see fruitcakeians and Christmas elves alike all working together rebuilding toys with these modrons fixing things that were toppled over destroyed helping Santa fix up his sleigh and get things ready and everything's gonna be okay because you three have officially saved Christmas Now wasn't that just a beautiful tale? I really hope you all enjoyed it. It's one of my favorites. When it comes time to these lovely holiday days, it's just good to sit back and reflect on a nice story. And remember folks, if you love a good story, make sure you tell those people. Now get out there and enjoy a festive holiday day. Grab yourself a treat. Maybe even a little present. <laughs> Don't worry. If somebody says, hey, did you buy yourself something again? You just say Giles Jordan Pete said it was a-okay. Well, everyone, I must be off. 
What does Wingover say? Oh, yes. I bid you all adieu. Happy holidays, everyone.